I was a captain in one of the most prestigious gangs. I was a drug dealer, had it all, women, money, power, but I still felt empty. And that's when I realized I needed something else. I came to know Jesus as my savior. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the realities of being a top gang leader and what it does to the soul of a man. Now, I've heard some say that evil is just a social construct, that there is no true evil or good, just perspective. But I personally would disagree with that. And let me show you why. In our last show, we had Michael Ochotarina. He shared with us how he felt when he became the captain of the gang. And listen, he did some things that were crazy for him to be on top of the gang, like cutting off fingers and things like that. He shared with us how he was one of the most feared men in the city and abroad. He commanded respect to the point of hurting anyone who even looked at him funny. He was a very dangerous man. He described the drugs he took in order to enhance his lifestyle, like heroin, cocaine, and it caused him to even do more crimes. He had a black heart completely, completely lost his conscience. He had woman, cocaine, heroin, but he started getting tired of the day-to-day. Let's hear what happened next. Michael, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Michael, man, I'm excited to hear how all of this changed for you because it looks nearly impossible. How far gone were you at this time in your life? To the point where people would tell my family members, this guy is evil. We don't want him around. Mm. He's too far gone. He belongs in prison. Be better off if he wasn't around you guys. To the point where some people even would tell my mom and my grandma, he'd be better off dead. Wow. Because of the way he affects the family. And my mom was a stern believer, my grandma. and She was a Christian. Wow. Christian. And she prayed every single day that I would change. And it happened. But in a funny way, I always say God is a funny God. What do you mean? Like, so here you are. I mean, like the most feared man, like scary, you know, you're walking around. So how did you experience Jesus Christ? Like something must have happened. See, I had become the person I hated the most. I hated my father for all that he did and all that he didn't do. And yet I had a son and I was becoming that same person, choosing drugs, drinking women, partying gangs over him. So all that I hated, all that I attested to and vowed I'd never become, I became that same monster. And one day he begged me, dad, come to my rodeo event at school. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be there. I went and he starts waving to this little girl. And he's, oh, that's my friend Mariah. But see, I wasn't looking at Mariah. I was looking at Mariah's mother and I strongly attracted to her. I was, I used to getting any woman I wanted. Right. And when I went to talk to her, the funniest thing happened. I got dissed and I wasn't used to that. (laughs) Wasn't used to that because that had never happened to me. So, I mean, some people call it stalking. I call it 
perseverance. And that's scary because you were scary, like kind of yeah, the way I look. Right. But I went to every single PTA meeting here. I was in Boy Scout meetings. Wait, wait. But who was this girl? Is it like a normal like so I thought it was a normal woman. Turns out she was the daughter of a minister. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, right? So I'm over here with coffee with the principal, and they're probably looking at me like, what is this scary tattooed guy in this PTA <laughs> meeting or Boy Scout meeting, right? And here I am trying to teach wow. um, kids how to play football and soccer and stuff. But finally she gave in. We went out on a date. We had a few dates, and then she gave me an ultimatum. If you want to be with me, God has to be in our life and in the middle of this relationship. And so she asked me to go to church. Wow. What did you think about that? You're like, yeah, right? I went kicking and screaming because I remember church when I was little and how much I didn't want to go. And I was kicking and screaming. Okay. And I have a movie called John Light that's basically my life story. And just like in that movie where they put you in the front of the church, that's what they do to the tattooed scary guy. They want to save your soul. <laughs> so they put you in the front. You can't go to sleep. You can't go to the bathroom only a certain amount of times. Okay. And you can't fall asleep because you're right there in front where the pastor can see you. But I didn't fall asleep. Okay. I didn't have to go to the bathroom because I heard a story about true love, about a love I'd never experienced in my life. Mm. A God who sent his only son to die on the cross and shed his blood and go through torture and go through dying to save any one of us. Didn't matter if I was a killer. Didn't matter if I cut off fingers. Didn't matter what I did in my life. God could forgive even me. Okay, so you experience like the forgiveness of Jesus Christ then. Yeah. That's a big deal for you. Like you must have been like weeping or... It's a big deal because I never felt love. Yeah, my mom loved me. My grandma loved me. But I felt they were just saying that even though they did love me, I still wanted something else. It couldn't get inside almost like, right? Yeah. And I realized what that was. I was missing that peace. Mm. A God who can forgive you for anything, anybody, no matter what you've done. And I thought I was unforgivable for the stuff I did. I thought I should burn in hell or I should be in prison the rest of my life. But just like God saved Paul, who was a killer of Christians, I was like, wow, he can even redeem me. And slowly that black heart started beating again. And I felt stuff I'd never felt in my life. I only wanted to do good. I wanted to be with this woman and her kids and my kid and have a family and be a family man. And I never wanted to be a family man. I never wanted to have kids, especially date a woman with kids of her own. And here I was, I was like, I want to do right for them. I want to do right for God. I want to be a good person. I want to be a giver instead of a taker. Wow. Now let's test this, Michael, because this is amazing. And right now people are like, wow, how is this possible? How did this Jesus change the hatred? that you felt in your life and the anger for your father? Like, did it really do anything for you there? I'm going to give you an example. When you're a drug addict, you're always chasing that first high. That first high is the best high you'll ever have in your life. And every single high after that diminishes a little bit. You have to take more and more and more to get that first high. And the way I wake up now with Jesus in my heart and in my life, it's a high like no other. It gets better each day. And I didn't have that hatred for my father anymore. Even though he still does what he does, I can forgive him. I can now realize... So you begin to forgive him. Yes, I can realize the choices I made in life weren't because of him. It was my choices. 
I could have done different than him. Wow. So you took responsibility. Yes. I could have done different than him and been wow. a different person. And that's now what I am doing. I'm being a better dad than he ever was. I'm being a better man, a better husband, wow. a better Christian, better person in this world now. And that gives me joy. That gives me comfort. And I pray for him every single day because I do want that happy ending. And I do want him saved. And I do want him involved in my life. Right. But I pray and that's on God. Right. And I believe in God, but I'm able to forgive. Wow. So that's amazing. So basically, you no longer needed the drugs, it sounds like, because you are now experiencing as a Christian, like a real high, like a real love that changed your life. Now, oh, yeah. what are you doing today rather than being in the gang? So now... I've gone to seminary, become a pastor. My wife's a minister. I pastored my own church, a homeless ministry church. Wow. I've been a chaplain in prisons. I've gone to prisons and talked on prison ministry. I feed the homeless. I'm an evangelist as well. So I travel all over the world. Wow. I speak at churches. I speak at prisons, at-risk youth, drug rehabs. Hey, Michael, real quick, can you contrast for me the love you feel today by knowing Jesus and contrast that to the life of hatred before? Like kind of which one's better? and kind of the difference? There's not even a contrast. There's not even a comparison. My life is so filled with love, joy, peace, happiness. So you would never want to go back? No, the things I wished for, the things I wanted were just nothing. Were just the devil's lies. Wow. Things that in this world, when we die, they're just going to die along with us. I know in my heart now that when I die, I'm going to a better place. Wow. And I'm going to make my mark in this world because I thought I was making a mark in the world. I was a destroyer. I was a general in the devil's army. But now I'm on the winning team and I'm going to try and spread his love to anybody who will listen, whether they be penniless on the street, homeless, begging for money. They're going to know about God's love, whether they be in prison where people say there's no hope, wow. they'll never change. I was that person. And I know that God can change them. Michael, this is truly amazing. Brother, thanks so much for sharing with us. And I also know you play a role in the movie Running the Bases, where you were the antagonist in the jail cell, yeah. where you play a very scary character. Guys, I want you to go see this, where you're going to see he's got the tattoo on his face. So if you want to see it, please go see Running the Bases Quick. It's an incredible movie. Michael, brother, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. Running the Bases, support Christian movies because we always ask for faith-based movies to be in theaters. But in order to keep them in theaters and have them in theaters, we have to support them. Wow. Don't go anywhere. I have some pertinent things to share with you right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. <laughs> More real life starts now. 
Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? You know what really stood out to me? When he went to that church, he realized all his beliefs were wrong about God and even about himself. How many of us are walking around and believing in something that isn't true regarding our lives or how God feels about us? Many feel like there is no God and that if there is a God, he would have nothing but wrath and judgment for us. Can anyone relate? You see, a lot of society's problems are based upon many people's believing in the wrong thing regarding to God and themselves. That's why reading the Holy Word of God is so important. Because through that, you know the truth. You know the truth about God, the truth about you, the truth about others. In ancient writings in 2 Corinthians 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You see, preachers are called to divide the word of truth. That means to proclaim it in bite-sized pieces for all to hear and have corrected beliefs. So Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, I don't know what I believe about myself. I don't know what to think right about God. God, give us the desire to read your holy word, to read the Bible and open, Lord God, our minds and our hearts up to truly understand we need a relationship with you so that you can explain what the word says to us. So Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you that you died on the cross for our sins and that we can know you and know your word. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.